Welcome to the Third Church Podcast. I'm Corey Widmer, lead pastor of Third, and we're so grateful that you are tuning in today. This is part of a quarantine series that we are doing right now called Little Things with Great Love. What we're doing is looking at ways that people in our community are seeking to be faithful to Jesus and his mission during this pandemic. We are all hearing a lot about what uh, big name leaders and politicians are doing but it, we believe that the greatest heroes in this pandemic will probably be people that you may have never even heard of, neighbors and local leaders who are acting in small, courageous ways through their everyday work and their everyday neighboring. So we want to highlight a few of those stories. So I am so grateful and excited to have uh, Janice Bruce as our guest today. Um, Janice is a covenant partner at Third, uh, along with her husband Alex and their little two-year-old daughter. And she is an inpatient pharmacist at VCU Health. So um, Janice, thanks for being here. It's great to have you. Happy to be here. Why don't you first just tell us a little about yourself and what it is that you do? What's your work? Okay. Um, so I came to Richmond in 2011 for pharmacy school uh, where I met my husband, Alex. And then um, we have a two-year-old daughter, Lucy, and I'm 30 weeks pregnant with um, our second daughter, so due in July. Um, I work as an inpatient pharmacist at VCU, so really what I do or I have my hands in is anything to do with medication, uh, medication for every patient that is admitted inpatient to the hospital. So I look at patient orders placed by providers, and I make sure that based on so many patient factors, they can receive those orders. So I look at their kidneys and their liver health. I uh, look at their age. I look at all the other medication that they get and I just make sure that they can tolerate what the providers want. Um, I also like physically check and physically prepare medications and medication bags for the patients. Um, and I attend emergency situations where patients rapidly need medications drawn up and provided for them. So. Yeah, I do a little bit of everything um, at the hospital. So. Wow. So you are all over the place. I mean, you're not just staying stationary in one location. You're, sounds like, moving uh, a lot and are on your feet quite a bit. Yeah. So um, typically each day I'll have a specific role assigned to me, a, a specific shift. It's a lot of shift work and a lot of different shift times. Um, so one day I might spend the whole day looking at patient orders on a computer and verifying those orders. One day I might do um, IV room work where I'm making bags of IV medications and checking to make sure those bags have been made correctly. So yeah, every day is usually about the same, but it changes throughout the weeks and months. Mm. So tell us a little a bit how your work has changed since the outbreak of COVID-19? Yeah, um, so my job function has not changed. I do the same work pretty much every every day. I'm doing the same thing I was doing before COVID. It's just the 
policies and procedures that have rapidly changed and we have a lot to think about now with COVID that we just never had to consider before. Um, everything from how we can safely get medication to patients without putting ourselves and other individuals at risk and how we can safely get trays of medications out of patient rooms. Um, things have to be cleaned and sterilized so much differently. Um, so many fewer people can enter patient rooms than ever before. Um, when I attend an emergency, like a code situation, we don't go in the rooms anymore. So communication has changed a lot. Um, for example, I used to be there at the bedside giving these medications or, or at least giving them to the nurse to give, but now I have to like hold up cards that tell the nurse when to give the medication outside the room or I have to be on a phone. Wait, literally you, you're standing outside the room holding up instructions yeah, and cards? Like laminated cards that say give epinephrine or you know, pulse check, because um, we do a lot of the timing and documentation of giving these medications. So wow. yeah, just communication has changed so much. Um, and then things that have, that have also changed are like littler, but um, like we exchange the EMT, EMS boxes of medications. And if they come from a patient that was a COVID patient, we have to sterilize them and quarantine them and clean everything very differently. Um, and then, of course, we're, uh, we're garbed in PPE all day and personal protective gear, so I wear a mask and a sterile gown. Um, so it's just a difficult time because I, I used to spend a lot of my day garbed in, in PPE already, but now we're having to steward both our equipment and our medications differently because we're worried about things being short and running out of them. So um, we just have to monitor our usage really carefully and make sure that um, we have enough supply for our pa like our patients as well as ourselves. And so there's just so, so many more things to think about. Wow. So tell us a little bit how you've managed this personally. I mean, this sounds very stressful. Uh, how have you managed this time, um, both your calling as a pharmacist and a mom, uh, what's it like being pregnant during this time in such an intense working environment? Yeah, um, when things began to ramp up um, in Virginia and then just like in our health system and in Richmond, it was like for me terrifying. I was very anxious and and felt really guilty too because I was going into the hospital every single day and I was working in the ICU at the time and I'm quite pregnant and so I just was afraid that I was going to bring it home to my husband who has diabetes and to, I was maybe going to have to isolate myself from Lucy and I was like not sure if I was making a wise choice even just working physically in the hospital being pregnant I felt like I was maybe taking a risk with my unborn daughter that I shouldn't be um, but honestly so many of our prayers have been answered. Um, my colleagues have been really good to me and, and many of my shifts are not in some of the high risk areas that they were. Um, a lot of people have just like stepped up and asked if they could take certain shifts so I could work in more isolated areas, which has been so kind. Um, and I don't know, I feel like the Lord has just helped me have a change of heart. I see that this is 
where I'm supposed to be. I'm helping save lives and I'm providing for our family. So I, things have gotten better just like in my heart. Um, and then also I'm so grateful, but this disease has not become what our health system was preparing for. So I feel mm. like lives have been saved already. I'm seeing lower numbers than we were anticipating. And that's been hopeful and encouraging for me. So yeah, those things, just practical things have been really lovely. Um, and then I'm just really glad that I have our community to lead, like lean on. I have my husband who has always encouraged me to continue going to work. At first I wanted to just be able to quarantine at home and be like what I thought was like safe, but, um, yeah, I've had a change of heart. Just, I think that was the Lord. Um, and mm. I don't know if this is like, uh, caution fatigue, but I'm just, I feel like developing like a, a muscle where I'm like, okay, I can do this. Um, so I think, yeah, God's just been really good to us and mm. changed my heart from that first wave of patients to come in where I didn't want to be there. Yeah. I'm so struck by your, I mean, the word that comes to my mind is courage. Um, that the Lord, the Lord gave you courage and yeah. resilience and, um, the ability to face scary things and to do so with confidence. That's pretty amazing. I mean, are there, you've already said it, but I mean, are there other ways that you can think of that you have found that courage yeah. and strength? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like pregnancy insomnia is no fun, but it's caused me to draw near to the Lord in ways that I had not before, um, especially in this just uncertain time and being pregnant. I mean, I feel like I'm awake at 3 a.m. every night and I just end up like reaching for my phone and um, just reading scripture, my daily prayers app. And so that's been really helpful. Um, I, yeah, just feel like that has been a really good thing that was not part of my, I mean, not part of my habits before because I wasn't awake like that before. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I feel like um, you know the monks. The monks wake up in the middle of the night to pray, and now you're like a monk. <laughs> a monk now, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's crazy how like that has become my habit and my routine. Um, so that's been helpful. And it's three in the morning, so I'm getting ready in a few hours to go to work. And I'm like, okay, I've had this really nice time with the Lord, and I'm so tired, but that's okay. Mm. Um, yeah, and then I have just felt like scripture has been really helpful for me. I have it written in my calendar, just like things that I take to work where I see it. Um, uh, yeah, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and sound mind has been helpful. And then Philippians 4, 6 and 7, just a lot of these sweet, comforting whispers from the Lord have been helpful mm. for me. Mm. It's amazing. Well, just to shift a little bit, you are seeing a window into the reality of this pandemic on people's lives that many of us don't see. Um, you're seeing some of the people that are in the riskiest and most vulnerable positions. I mean, is there anything that you can share with us about the people that you're seeing, people who need special care, special prayer, people that we should be aware of and mindful of in some of our more secure positions? Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, from just the healthcare side of things, um, patients in the hospital for their safety and for the safety of others 
are not allowed to have visitors if they're adults and children can only have one parent with them. And so I think just for, for these individuals that are so lonely and also so sick, I mean, what a time to be without your family. Um, so they definitely need prayer um, and, and support, like mental health support probably later too, but definitely prayer for those people that are in the hospital some of them for a long period of time, whether or not they have COVID, but they don't get their family with them and FaceTime and Zoom are just um, not always adequate to feeling comforted and feeling supported by your family. So I think just if we keep those people in mind and pray for them, um, that would be so good. And then just being pregnant myself and knowing um, how hormones go and how maternal instincts are and um, knowing so I know so many new moms right now and also women who are expecting babies and there's just so many questions about what the right choices are to make like who can come see my new baby and and how should I be protecting myself during this time I mean these are questions that we have because they're practical and because we don't know enough about the disease to know what's okay and and so yeah those women need prayer and um, new families and it's just mm -hmm. yeah just a difficult time mm -hmm. well any any last things you might want to share about how you see God at work right now in in your work and what you're seeing every day how, how do you see God moving during this time yeah um, it's definitely such a fearful time for so many people um, there's just so much sort of chatter that goes on and speculation. We don't know how this is going to play out. And um, we don't know what our uh, future is going to look like and our history. Um, so I just feel like personally, like I see the Lord working in my work because I am saving, helping, not, I'm helping to save lives and I'm um, providing for my family, which, you know, that's, what I'm called to right now. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also just seeing like people caring well for each other and, and we're all trying to do that. I mean, when you walk into our hospital now, there's all over the walls of the parking decks and the sidewalks are just encouragements and like support. And I don't know, I see the Lord just, mm -hmm. you, yeah, showing so much kindness and gentleness and, and our, teams are all united and um, kind of a common goal and mission to like be there and be present. And so I feel like, yeah, the Lord is just in that and um, softening so many people. I mean, there's a lot of difficult things you see in healthcare and there's a lot of sweet, soft things that we're seeing now too, even though this is a really scary time. So I just feel like, yeah, I see God in that and and the things that we're doing as healthcare professionals. Yeah. Mm. That is beautiful. Thank you, Janice. Thank you for giving us, I mean, what an intense vocation God has called you to, and one that none of us really ever can witness. And thank you for giving us a window into that. And for, um, I mean, I, I feel more courageous after talking to you. So <laughs> I think we, I think we, build and strengthen each other's faith when we hear about each other's um, testimonies and stories. So thank you so much for sharing with us. You, you, you truly are doing um, 
your your everyday work, though it might seem little at times, is something that is great um, in God's kingdom. So thank you. And thank you, um, everyone who is listening. We're so grateful that you got to hear Janice's story today. And we hope that you will tune in again uh, next time. See you soon. Thank you.